Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I am Lilith. And I am Eli. And today we're going to be talking Isekai. Specifically, Revenge Isekai. I don't really know if this is uh, going to strictly fall into the Isekai history section. Because it's more modern. It's more of a modern concept, this whole Revenge Isekai. Uh, yeah, it's more modern history. It's just something I noticed recently. Well, not recently. <laughs> something I noticed a while ago. And it really uh, cheesed my onions, if you know what I mean. Vaguely. So I'm like, you're our, you're our, you're our isekai history expert. Make an make episode on this. Yeah. And so I did. And I was like, oh, I'm going to find so many revenge isekai. And there's like two. Two anime that could be considered revenge isekai. Three, if you include one that's not technically an isekai. It's it's actually a, uh, a Peggy Sue. I I consider Peggy Sue's to be in the spirit of isekai. Yeah, see? Also, it, it feels a lot like an isekai, which is kind of why I included it. Of course, if we expand our view to include manga, oh, there's tons of quote-unquote revenge isekai. This is mostly where I noticed it in. Was was in manga? Yes, same. Although I tend to avoid those just because they're usually pretty boring. I mean, let's let's go ahead and lay out the structure of a revenge isekai. So basically, someone is sent to another world. Usually with other people, actually, now that I think about that it. That is, that is, that I was going to say, it's normally these are part of the person gets isekai with, like, their entire classroom yes. types. Not always, but it's, it's usually they're part of a group that they can then be excluded from once they reach the isekai. And by being excluded from the group, they then have a motivation to seek revenge on the group who excluded them, or maybe just one person in the group. But you know how it goes. And in any case, we're, this is kind of the 90s anti-hero of Isekai. Because is, they do all the same stuff that a hero does. They, you know, they go train, they recruit companions, they go defeat the Demon King... But they do it, like, all dark and edgy. Like, I'm not like all those heroes, those prim and proper heroes. I'm, I'm, you know, like, dark and edgy. And I have a mechanical arm. And my superpower is guns. <laughs> this is basically just an excuse to, yeah, have a ridiculously OP protagonist who just insults everyone. Rather than having to pretend to be nice to people. Yes. And an interesting thing is that a lot of times the protagonist will not actually go and carry out their revenge. Like, revenge is the inciting incident, but it never comes up again. Or if it does, they don't really go through with it. Again, this is usually... Yeah, because revenge is bad. Of course. Revenge is bad. It... 
I do have one example where revenge is the whole point. So let's let's go ahead and just jump straight in to our uh, to our to the animated ones. Oh boy! So first big one, first big one is Rise of the Sh- Rising of the Shield Hero, Shield Hero. Yeah, that one. I I don't remember the full title, but it's it it's shortened to Shield Hero most of the time. Yeah. And so very basically, our protagonist is sent to another world, summoned to another world, along with three other dudes. They all receive holy weapons, and he gets a shield. And he's not allowed to carry swords because he's the shield hero. It doesn't make any sense. I'd, I'd, I'd question if the sword hero is allowed to wield shields, but he probably can. Doesn't matter. Basically, like, they think, oh, we're going to be a RPG party and go on adventures together. And then it's like, oh, no, you have to split into separate parties. And then nobody joins the shield hero's party because everyone hates the shield hero. And then one person joins the shield hero's party, but she turns out to be evil and... uh, Tries to steal his kidneys. (laughs) More or less, yeah. When we first watched that... The instant she was on screen, my first reaction was, she's way too nice. She's going to try and steal his kidneys. <laughs> Maybe that's just me inherently not trusting super nice people. But to be fair, every time I have trusted a super, just a abnormally nice person, they've turned out to suck in some way. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I that's the only thing I like about Shield Hero is that I freaking called it. I mean, yeah, it was it was very much coming, like you could see it coming a mile away. Yeah, I award myself no points for it. But. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so she ends up uh, stealing all of his possessions, uh, except for the shield, and also accusing him of rape, which. Since he's a hero, he gets, he, you know, doesn't get convicted or anything. And so he becomes, like, bitter and mean. And for the record, he did not do, he did not do any of the raping. He did not I mean, do any of that. that's what I assumed when we said he was falsely accused. Yes. Wait, did we actually say he was falsely accused? We did not say accused? he was falsely accused. I, I just said he was okay, accused. Okay, well, he was, he yeah, was no, falsely he was, accused. Yeah, he was falsely accused. He did not do any rape. She's she evil. drugged and robbed him. Yes. I'm surprised he did not wake up in a bathtub full of ice. <laughs> well, they didn't have ice because, you know, it's like Fantasy World. Oh, wait, they have ice magic. Never mind. <laughs> in any case, so he ends up, like, getting really low on the uh, idealism versus cynicism scale. Very cynical. He ends up buying a slave, but he ends. But he does get better. He becomes a more idealistic person, more, more heroic over Less time. Less of a total asshole. Yeah, and it, it's largely in due to his two surrogate daughters slash potential love interests. The chocobo and the raccoon. Yes, this this. And the raccoon is the slave girl he bought. 
I'm imagining there's like fifty thousand Shield Hero fans who they're not they're not listening to this. They're just like minding their own business. They all just suddenly screamed out in anger. <laughs> <laughs> oh gods. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I personally, cool, because it's interesting how the how the show itself handles it, because, at least in my opinion, the protagonist largely does not see the Raftalia and the Chocobo as <laughs> potential love interests. He strictly sees them as like children i mean because they, they literally are <laughs> he's like yeah no thanks but they are both very like very 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 i i really don't want to give the show points for this but i'm i think anime has just set our standards very very low for some things you're probably not wrong in any case, so regarding his revenge, however, um, he is eventually able to contact the queen of the country that uh, accused him of crimes and such and exiled him and stuff. And so she ends up punishing the princess and the king, who were the two people who uh, conspired to accuse him of rape and steal all his stuff. And kick him out of town. However, as they are about to be, uh, I believe, guillotined, choice, excellent, excellent choice of uh, execution method, in my personal opinion. I mean, seems a little French for me, but... That's uh, to each their own, to each their own. Just as that's about to happen, he goes out and stops the whole affair, strips them, of their noble ranks and such, and titles and whatnot, and uh, also ch has their names changed to really embarrassing things, which is kind of a cop out in my opinion. But it, don't it, they also basically get like branded like Kane style? I th I believe so. Or is that just my imagination? I think that I actually don't remember, but I'm pretty sure that's just your imagination. I did not watch Shield Hero, as you may have guessed, people out there. <laughs> well, correction, I watched the first episode. You weren't a fan? No, I was not a fan. Now, I will say, it's kind of disappointing that he wouldn't go through with the revenge. But on the other hand, it does kind of tie into his character development and how he just kind of was a nicer person at that point. And so he's like, oh, man, actually killing people is not something I want to have on my conscience, actually. So I think that that refusal of revenge works specifically because it's, it's, he backs out at the last moment specifically because of character development. I'll, I'll give it that from a, from a strictly narrative perspective, it makes sense. Even if it's not super, uh, satisfying. Not in the slightest. And so I believe after that, the whole revenge plot isn't super important, mostly because it's been handled. Like, there's still some asshole characters kicking around, but they're not really important, so we don't have to worry about them. 
And so I guess we'll move on to our next example, the show that we like to call our Fufu. Oh boy, this is this is my absolute favorite. <laughs> All right, you take it away because you know a lot more than I do. I've watched this show twice, three times. I believe three times. Three times more than strictly speaking, the show deserves. Ah, uh, God, this—it's one of those things where every time I watch it, I become half convinced. That it's some sort of subversive masterpiece taking the piss out of like the entire isekai and revenge like revenge isekai subgenre. And then like the dragon will be sexually assaulted or something, and I'm like, oh, no, it's not. <sighs> but Arafreda is partially what brought this directly to the front of my mind because as something I realized, the main character, Hajime, does not give a deep... Does, he doesn't care. Not in the slightest about getting revenge. Like, the, the first episode, literally, he gets betrayed by one of his classmates after his whole class gets isekai and turned into heroes, falls down a pit, gets his arm ripped off and eaten by a thing. I don't remember if it was the bunny or something else. Goes super edgy. Like, bleaches his hair white at level edgy. <laughs> Ghost finds a vampire lolly to hang around with. Ghost makes a bunch of guns and grenades using his super uh, weak commonplace skill that allows him to literally craft whatever he wants. Up to and including uh, rocket launchers, Gatling guns, cars... Yeah, his super weak skill. But, uh... I mean, that crafting is weak uh, convention is super common in Isekai from what I've found. I know. I think we've bitched about it before. We have mentioned it, but it's never really come up as like a major thing, but now it has. Because it's really weird that Isekai will often treat... The ability to make whatever you want as, like, the worst skill in existence. They basically treat any support skill or non-direct combat skill as terrible for oh, some reason. Same thing happened in Shield Hero. Because yes. Shield Hero is a completely defensive-oriented hero. So all of his skills are just related to, use it to like, shielding people. So he's a tank, and everybody's like, oh, I hate the tank. Tank sucks. But, uh, he, you know, he gets, he gets betrayed. And he knows he was betrayed. He straight up says this. He warns someone that, uh, he literally, like, warns his teacher, I believe. He's like, hey, uh, just so you know, one of the other kids in, like, our classroom group of heroes is a total fuckwit who, uh, tried to murder me. You might want to be on the watch out for that, you know, just in case he tries to do it again to someone else. But he literally does not give a fuck about anything. <laughs> He's just like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go take my harem, I'm gonna screw the main plot, screw all the side quests, I'm gonna treat this like a video game, and I'm going home. <laughs> Fights his way to the end of a some crazy puzzle dungeon filled with mechanical traps and a boss fight against a robot thing. 
at the end, oh, you've defeated me. Now have all this information about the gods and how they're secretly evil, blah, blah, blah. He's like, nope, nope, I beat your dungeon. Give me the treasure. <laughs> Grabs the, the dungeon master, literally starts shaking them until they start dropping loot. <laughs> He literally does... He meets the guy who betrayed him. I don't even think he knows that it's the guy who betrayed him, because he doesn't care. He's like, oh, hey, it's that creepy guy who keeps skulking in the shadows and looking at me weird. Meh. <laughs> I'm gonna go leave. Gotta go find a way home. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Arafaretta. It's a lot. It's a lot of bad decisions all clumped together into something that really shouldn't work at all and I'm, doesn't <laughs> i'm convinced that it was not intended to be a subversive masterpiece but it came out that way that's that's fair <laughs> <laughs> well and truly this is this is what Besides the fact that it is absolutely god-awful, it is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. I cannot recommend not watching it any more than I possibly can. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I was saying, Arfreda, one of the things about it is that the main character, before he goes and falls in the dungeon and after he goes and falls in the dungeon... It's two completely different characters. Am I yes. wrong? No, I don't think so. I mean, we know non-edgy him for all of 30 seconds. Yeah, and you could summarize non-edgy main character of Arifreda as timid. I was going to use the phrase a total bitch, but... Uh, that works too. Yeah. Yeah, he's very like, oh, I gotta help my friends by finding a use for my blacksmithing skill. And then, oh no, I'm falling! And then... And then the dungeon stuff happens, and, now, and then he turns into metal arm, gun-toting cowboy with an Ultimate eye patch. Ultimate badass. Wait, how did he get the eye patch? Wait, does he have an eye patch? I forgot. He, he has an eye patch. He made the eye patch, I believe. When they got to the big crafting dungeon at the end of the dungeon, there's a mansion at the bottom of the dungeon that he reaches with, like, loads of crafting resources and stuff. So, so him dumb. and his vampire lolly girlfriend uh, start uh, crafting a bunch of stuff. Like rusting, a Humvee? Recuperating. Including a Humvee, yes. Humvee. Motorcycle. I don't know if he makes the motorcycle then, but it makes the Gatling gun <laughs> there. Tons of other random crap. But yeah, Arafaretta is pretty much the pure antithesis of a revenge isekai. Because it, well, it has the start of one, but then it just completely gives it up. It's like, ah, yeah, it doesn't it, matter. I, I, I'd say that they completely give it up, but they don't even pick it up. It's like, oh, I've been betrayed. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, time to survive in this dungeon. Which I'll get back to in a, later once we like start wrapping this up, but... Uh, third one, I believe. Oh, yes, right. So this one's not technically an isekai, but it but it is a Peggy Sue, so it is in the spirit of isekai. And that is, uh, Redo of Healer. I knew it. I, I knew it. Earlier this week when I was thinking about what we're gonna, what was gonna be on the list, because you said it was like, 
two, maybe three isekais for this list. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I know which one of those is. <laughs> and now this, this is the very embodiment of revenge. So very basically, a guy is like a random peasant in a medieval fantasy kingdom, finds out he's a hero, specifically the healer, and so he goes and joins the hero's party, and they go on adventures together, and then eventually they defeat the demon king together. Except not really, because, uh, t well, turns out the uh, the kingdom and the hero's party are all evil, and so they physically and sexually abuse him and get him addicted to drugs. And uh, it ends up with him healing the world in order to turn back time. Don't ask me how it works. It It's so dumb. Anyways, and so he goes back in time and, well, he swears revenge on everybody who wronged him. So he, uh, he goes and gets his revenge on everyone who wronged him. Revenge here being a euphemism for rape. And brainwashing. Don't forget the brainwashing. It, basically, if they're a girl, they get raped and brainwashed. If they're a guy, they just die. I don't make the rules. I don't enforce them either. I just stand you, in You just stand terror. on the sidelines and wonder what you've gotten yourself into. Exactly. <laughs> Redo of Healer is a lot. And... It's very bad. And then if you go into the world of manga... Oh, God. There are so many more. So many. Most of them are complete crap. I could not summarize them for you. The only one fresh in my mind is one that I actually really liked. And I don't know the name of it. Uh, the only thing specifically I could tell you about it was... The dude has, like, the single worst, like, fake name ever. Uh, <laughs> yes. He introduces himself as Hattie Shoal. <laughs> that's not even a name. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's actually the one of the few good ones. Uh, I don't have the name, like, on me. I, I have it in one of these manga decks tabs, but I have, like, 50 of them open. <laughs> So I can't tell which is which because Google Chrome got rid of the trapezoids like three years ago. Oh, and no. I'm, st I'm still bitter. All right. All right. In any case, this this series, I know it pretty well because I've read through it up to where it cuts off. Um, yes. Yeah, because it's still ongoing as far as I'm aware. I found I, I found the name. It's called Failure Frame. Ah, OK. How I became the strongest and denied everything with low level spells. Nice. Which is another example of the dude has super weak powers in that he basically just has the magical power to paralyze things and poison them. So admittedly not super, well, as of course, because it's one of those mangas, of course he makes it super OP, but actually not that super OP, but I mean, not awful. It's a good combination. Yeah. It's a good combination. Um, apparently in universe though, it's like super low chance for status conditions to actually affect someone. And he just spams them until they work. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and so, 
someone wasn't balancing the mana use on all the spells when they worked out this magic system. Exactly. <laughs> Which actually, yeah, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense considering... <laughs> Basically, the main character is transported to another world with his class, and they meet a goddess who ranks everybody's stats. And everybody who's got, like, S ranks is, like, a hero. And then he's got, like, an E rank, so he get he gets exiled into a pit with a level, like, 600 Benator. And he's level, uh, like, 0. 0.5. <laughs> it's actually quite harrowing. <laughs> His entire revenge plot is finding the goddess who did that to him and killing her ass. And as of right now, that is that is the plot. That is, that is the entire plot. Yes, is he is working towards that goal very slowly. I think there's I think there's an elf. Is yes. is that girl an elf? I can't remember. Yeah, she's an elf. I try and blank out ears <laughs> from my memory. Fair enough. But yes, he meets an elf, and there's a whole bunch of... The best moment is when he's getting sent, like, into the exile to die, is he tells the goddess to fuck off and flips her off. (laughs) Yes! It was so awesome. Uh, Well and truly, that is the the best revenge isekai we've ever found. That said, there's a lot of other isekai that are... I guess you could include them in the revenge isekai thing. But really, they come down to character is transported with, like, their whole high school class. And then character is, like, already a loner or something else. And they find some way to get kicked out of the of the core group. And so then they become a super overpowered hero using their super cheat skill that everybody hates because it's like super weak or whatever and <laughs> there's just someone sitting there screaming how I'm going to show them I'm going to show them all yeah yeah now admittedly sometimes they don't uh, go all the that way but I would say Revenge Sky is probably actually a subset of this whole 90s anti-hero isekai. Yeah. The whole... Which actually, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the whole concept of being sent to the isekai with your class and then still getting ostracized from, from like, your high school class. Because, like... Alright. <laughs> it was just... This is just something that comes up a lot and it's really weird to me. Just how how it ends up a lot of times, because like if uh, if like say you were back in high school, and one of your classes was suddenly transported to another world, do you would you like start mocking and making fun of random people who you kind of don't really know because they're like the loners of the class or do you try and like get everybody together because you're in an unfamiliar situation and you don't want to die 
I mean, my natural inclination is to go with the second option, but then again, I'm that asshole who probably would have been the one ostracized in this scenario. Very true. But more than that, let's... I, I, I kind of want to dig into the... Uh, to the literary purpose, the narrative purpose of this. Like, what's the point? Because already, Isekai is kind of generally a power fantasy genre. Like, you don't write an isekai generally and not have the protagonist become like, oh, I'm so overpowered, so powerful, I can defeat everyone who called me names back in the real world. It's a very juvenile fantasy. And then, I guess, bringing the high school class into it, thus making the ostracized character still ostracized, but then they actually have someone from their original world to say to like lord over and go haha i'm so much more powerful than you i mean i <laughs> i really don't know what what to tell you it's basically literally just that <sighs> fair enough what what's better a power fantasy where you become super powerful or a power fantasy where you become super powerful and get to rub it in people's faces you make a good point. You make a very good point. And obviously the latter. <sighs> but the thing with revenge, Isekai, that really gets my goat. Uh, <sighs> and this is actually inherently what what truly made me want to write do, do this as an episode. Was, why does it always have to be revenge? Like... Yeah, like, you know, it's kind of cool to watch someone go full John Wick on things and do that, but... And I'm trying not to sound like your middle school teacher, but isn't the best revenge a life well lived? I'm serious, like, if you became super OP and had the and just, like, super OP, wouldn't the best form of revenge be to be like, alright, uh... Bye. <laughs> like, I'll see you later. I'm gonna go retire somewhere. Maybe it's just because I can't get up the bile anymore to really vomit on anyone out of spite. So I'm just kind of, I just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Screw you guys. I'm going home. But that is interesting. Why is it always some long, drawn out revenge shit? And invariably, like you said, it's either they get their revenge and then it's like, oh yeah, cool, I'm great. Like, this was totally the right option. I sacrificed years of my life and presumably made a pact with the devil in order to get my revenge. No regrets. Or it's like, oh, well, uh, I guess I shouldn't get revenge because revenge is bad and that's like bad and stuff. Like, okay. And you couldn't have decided this like six months ago. And then just avoided this entire plot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that dude in Redo of the Healer. He know he had years. If I'm if I'm if I'm correct, yes, he had years. Uh, no, he had like months. He had months, knowing that they were coming for him. He had two healthy pairs of legs, and the ability to repair his healthy pair of legs whenever they broke. You can get pretty far on foot in a few months. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, in Redo of Healer, 
on the second way through, he also gets physically and emotionally and sexually abused, but doesn't get addicted to the drugs this time. So he literally just does the same thing again. Doesn't he do the same thing again just so he can meet the same people again so he can get his revenge on them all the better? I guess. But, but again, he has epic power and the ability to basically, like, like I'm remembering from the TV show, he can disguise his appearance, he has epic powers, and he has a several month lead. They would never be able to find him if he really wanted them not to. Yeah, this is true. But instead, he chooses the he chooses the hardest possible path that just brings more suffering, not just on other people, but on himself for revenge, and not even like satisfying revenge. At least I don't think. Well, it depends on how you see uh, killing all of the men who wronged you and raping all the women who wronged you. That was a very fucked up sentence I just said. (laughs) Maybe that's... I think that I slightly realized that might be one of the things that I kind of like about... And I have no idea how I managed to tie this in, but Yojo Senki. Oh! Yes, that Yojo Senki. Because you know what? You know what Tanya's basically overarching goal is? Against fucking God who's screwing with her? No, 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 no. It's not to kill God. It she like that 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 that's like a that's like a a speed bump on the road to her actual goal. If she didn't have to, she wouldn't. She's very pragmatic. She just wants to literally have a life well lived. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's literally her entire goal. She's like, well, God pretty much fucked me on this one. I guess the best way to show it would be to make the most of it. I'm gonna live until I'm freaking 90 years old. Can't hear nothing, can't see nothing. But it will be a damn good life I lived. And that'll show God. Uh. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> One of the. Unfortunate that the plot doesn't work out that way. I mean, no, because. I mean, if if that's her end goal, then she can't reach it until the end of the story, and presumably I don't think she will, but... Yeah, Yodrasenki, man versus God, and God is winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh... But yeah, just... Everyone's so focused on revenge. And I'm, I'm, I'm a very petty person. Yes. You you know that I'm petty. Yes, I do. But I just can't go out of my way to ruin other people's enjoyment in life anymore. Well, that might be because you are older now than you were when you were a teenager. Yeah, I had more energy back then. <laughs> I understand that most of the protagonists in these revenge isekais are themselves teenagers, which might be part of it as much as i would love to say oh it's always an artistic choice it pretty much never is yeah i don't think so but i mean i feel like i've ranted a lot over the course of this show 
on many many different things but yes. i for in this in this specific instance i'm saying why not instead of just having some epic temper tantrum against the universe and seeking to you know cause mass suffering against those that have wronged you or you could just take a nap i mean those usually make me feel feel better that's fair uh so one thing i was just thinking about is uh kind of contrasting what you were talking about with redo of healer how he had like several months lead time healthy legs and the ability to, to repair his legs so he could have just avoided the entire plot altogether more or less yes um contrast with uh shield hero where the whole culmination of revenge thing like i said it coincides with his character development and so but in that case it's like he's got he set up a lot of stuff to make the revenge happen and then like by the time it's came to fruition it had a certain inertia that he was only just able to stop. So, like, he decided at the last possible moment that he could that I'm going to stop this whole revenge thing so it doesn't come back and bite me in the ass because I am a better person than these people. And I honestly would rather they live to see me live a good life. You know what? That's that's incredibly fair. I'll I'll, I'll give that I'll give that <laughs> point to Shield Hero. Yeah. I don't even hate Shield Hero. I just watched the first episode, kind of went, eh, it's all right, not my thing. Then of course everyone decided it was the next best thing since fucking Christ. So. That's fair. Yeah. Like well, like I said, it was just primarily the inertia of revenge I, I suppose you could assign a lot of these uh, revenge sky a revenge inertia value for like how like does the revenge plot like the revenge portion of the plot does it carry on does it affect other parts of the does it marble and like cause branches which cause other plots to happen or does it just kind of like sit there and not do anything? A what you call a revenge plot at rest will stay at rest unless acted upon by an outside uh, character. I don't know. Yeah, I don't particularly know either, but yeah. Point is, using the whole I'm ostracized from the rest of my class and everybody I know hates me. As an excuse to have an edgy edgelord edging their way through the whole story being all overpowered and stuff isn't actually good writing. Except in Arifreda's case, of course. In that case, it's a subversive masterpiece. Subversive masterpiece. If we keep saying it, it will become true. (laughs) In any case, um... If you know any good isekai manga out there, how about you come share them on the Discord? Link in the description, as usual. As usual. And 
also let us know if we're like totally wrong about your favorite thing because we say a lot of things on this show and we refuse to take any of them back usually in any case i have been lilith and i have been eli and this has been anime stroganoff